Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Thank you for joining us in The Change Artist, where we bring our listeners stories and great advice for leading and following through change from business leaders who are making a difference in their organization. I'm your host, Alyssa Cox. And here on The Change Artist, our motto is, if change is the only constant in life, then let's do it better. Now this season, as we continue to examine the structures in and outside our organizations that help us work through change, we're taking a minute to shine a spotlight on professional associations. These are organizations that operate outside of a specific employer, who focus on a specific skill set or industry, and provide opportunities to build skills and networks. There's a professional association out there for almost any line of work you might be interested in, and they can be impactful vectors for new ideas that can serve as the seeds for grassroots change in our organizations. My guest today is Cindy Stanley, Executive Director of the Accounting and Financial Women's Alliance, or AFWA. And she's here to share with us her experience around how professional organizations operate in the ecosystem of professional development and organizational change. So Cindy, tell me a little bit about how you came to association management and your role within AFWA. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to be a part of your podcast because I love change. And so I'm just really excited to be here. And so thank you very much. I always tell people I actually have come full circle because I started with an accounting degree and I was also working for um, a realtor association at the same time. I was working two part-time jobs and I ended up having the one position I was going to go work full-time for an accountant in January. And then in October, the executive director of that association left. And so they literally talked me into applying to it for that job. And I was like, no, I think I'm just doing my accounting work in January. Well, needless to say, they hired me. I loved it. And I went off on a whole nother career path down realtor associations. (laughs) So I've actually worked for them. I've been in the association management business probably over 30 years now. And I really, I just love association management. And so when this job came up with AFWA, I was like, wow, that's perfect. And that's why I said I've come full circle because now I have both my accounting that I'm working with as well as my association management. So I've got the best of both worlds. (laughs) So um, my role actually with AFWA is I am their executive director and I've been with them for about five years now. And I really, I just love it. It's a great organization and they're growing and we have 56 chapters across the country and we are a nationwide um, organization. So we have the local chapters and then we also have the national organization. So and that's who I work for as the national. And so as we're thinking about those chapter members, how do you think about the needs of those members? How do you think about sort of the services that an organization like AFWA provides and, and how it helps your members sort of learn and grow? So I think one of the things that I always try to look at is when we're looking at member needs is I I try to approach it based on what will help them succeed, you know, or improve themselves both personally and professionally. And then how as an organization can we wrap around that to help our members? And then just basically asking, you know, how can we help them reach their goals? How can we truly provide a benefit for them that's going to want them to um, join our organization, which really um, is the essence really of all associations of, you know, how can we best meet their needs? And so that's really how I tried to approach it. And so I think that our definition of success over the last 
God, it's 2023 and it still feels like COVID times, right? How, over the last three or four years, how have you seen your members' definition of success change and sort of what have you had to do as an organization to, to meet your members where they are? Well, yes, absolutely. A lot has changed over the past uh, several years. And so it has changed, you know, the whole pandemic and everything has changed how we do business. You know, for example, you know, we now meet needs of members through both virtual and in-person um, activities, you know, which we weren't doing. We always had meetings, but we never really had events and so forth. So, I mean, it really has changed how we do things. And, you know, we found that there's really, you know, a greater need to connect now more than there has been in the past. And so I think that's something that's really beneficial for our organization because, you know, we're working on trying to meet that need and and how can we, how can we connect people? Is it through our, we've got a new app that we have where it has some community involvement in there where they discussion boards and things like that. So looking at some different ways to connect people through our programming, through our website, through our events, you know, just really looking at things differently. And I'm really excited, you know, to be part of that because, you know, it gave us a chance when the pandemic hit, it gave us a chance to do things differently. I actually have two sayings that I always have followed all my life. The first one is there's more than one right answer. So how we approach things is there really is more than one right answer. And, and the second one I always live by is possibilities are endless. So I think when the pandemic hit, it, it gave us a chance to look at some things differently. How do we meet the needs? Because we had, for example, we had some members that didn't want to travel, didn't like to travel, would never travel. But now we're able to connect with them and reach out to them through virtual activities that we're doing. And so I think that's been very, very positive and very successful with our organization to be able to work with our members from that standpoint. And we're continuing to evolve. I mean, we're looking at different ways of doing things now, you know, through more video, through more different things that we're, we're trying to do right now. So I, th I think that's something that I think is really helpful to us. It's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, historically you'd been sort of a local chapter and, and meetings organization, right? Like individual local chapter meetings, perhaps monthly, perhaps quarterly. And that during the pandemic, you pivoted to, to bigger events, some of which that I've had the privilege of being involved in with you. And so it almost feels counterintuitive. I feel like a lot of organizations went pulled back from big events. So what drove the evolution in your thinking about the way people connect with each other that pushed you toward larger format events, whether they were virtual or in person? Well, I, I just think that need, I mean, I, people all of a sudden, you know, were so isolated and they were, you know, and we started looking at that as an organization. It's like, how do our members fit into that from the standpoint that many of them have their positions within their job and within their community, but they don't have the ability to be able to reach out to other people. And I think that's one of the things that's very helpful with our organization when we have events, because like, for example, we've had our Women Who Count National Conference going on for many, many years. Um, but I think how that's different now is people look at it a little differently because it's like we couldn't do that for a couple of years and now all of a sudden we're back. And so now they're looking at it as even more so that, hey, these these relationships and these networking opportunities are so important to us to be able to make those connections. So, 
I mean, I've heard from many of our members where they say, this is my lifelong friend I met at a conference or, you know, I met through an event. And so and now they're, you know, best friends. And and so I think that's the beauty of our organization is we connect people. And, you know, there's nothing like being able to call somebody and say, you know, that lives, you know, across the country and says, hey, I have this problem. Can you help me? Versus sometimes things are confidential in a in a local area where you, you don't have that ability. So I think that's really one of the nice things about having the national organization is being able to connect those people together. And so as we think about then the kinds of programming that members are interested in learning about, I know the AFWA spends a lot of time and energy in education. Are you seeing educational needs changing? Are you seeing the kinds of programming that people are asking for, the kinds of moderated sessions or, or breakout sessions and conferences evolving and changing as a reflection of people's changing jobs? Well, I, and to a certain extent, I think we are. I mean, I think as we grow as an organization, I think we're, a lot of our members are, seems like they're asking for more technical education versus personal development. And we do a lot of that. And I, but I think they're now asking, saying, hey, you know, we want a little bit more technical, more of that in-depth education. So I think that's really where we're trying to focus a little bit is, you know, getting them that those different opportunities so that we've got a nice balance of both, you know, the personal development, leadership development, as well as some of that technical education that they need to be able to do their jobs where we you know, dig in deep to some of the audit processes. So those types of things. And so those are, that's kind of the direction. I think our education since the pandemic started has actually grown too, that we're providing a lot more. Um, We're trying to provide a lot more education, different types of education. You know, for example, we now have a 12 free CPE. So just by being a member, you can get 12 free CPE courses, which our members love because we try to change up those topics throughout the year and giving them an opportunity, one, to meet with other members once a month, and two, to, you know, have some quality, high quality education that's free and included in their dues. So I think that's the, that's just how the pandemic has caused us to change as well. And how do you see the relationship between local chapters, like I know the chapter that's starting up here in Chicago, and the national organization? What does that relationship or that interplay look like? So we're really trying to expand on that. Our membership really starts at the local level because when you think about it, your business is in a specific city or town or wherever, and you know you want to connect with some of those people. And so our membership really starts at a local level. And from the national perspective, what we are trying to do at this point is really to provide resources to the local chapters to help them be able to grow their chapter and then taking that up to the next level to the national organization as well and where they can expand on that membership and that networking ability as well. So we really love our chapters. We really try to help them as much as we can. So I think that's something that is we're still working on too is, you know, trying to find out what resources do you need? How can we help you? Um, that's a that's an everyday question, you know, for me and my staff as we go as we go forward. But our chapters across the country and our membership really, like I mentioned, really starts at the local level, and they they truly are the heart of our organization. You know, just those connections that they make at that level, and then carrying them up the ladder to the national, just are really very beneficial and 
you know, and one of the ways that they do that is, you know, through, for example, like our Women Who Count conference that we're going to be in Reno this year. So hopefully you're going to join us there too. <laughs> so, and like I said, it just, it becomes a lifetime friendship that they create with that and with the different connections that they make. Because I think that the remit of AFWA is actually quite broad. I mean, finance includes accounting, but it also includes FP&A and treasury. AFWA is not industry specific. So you're talking to people that practice sort of the financial arts, if you will, across the full spectrum of a function, as well as a full spectrum of industries. What is it from your perspective that drives cohesion across such a diverse set of women? And what changes are you seeing in terms of the way people approach the financial disciplines? So that, that's a great question, because I think that's one of the, the things that I love most about our organization. Um, years ago, they used to be called the American Society of Women Accountants. And so they determined at that time that, you know, we really need to change our name because we had other people involved in the organization and wanted to to make that broader reach, you know, across, like you said, across different, you know, industries and different positions and so forth. And so that's when we changed our name to the Accounting and Financial Women's Alliance. So that gives us an opportunity to, you know, work together. And when you look at, you know, the the difference in some of the finance positions versus the accounting positions, the one thing that they all have in common is, you know, that growth of women in their positions and trying to build upon that. And so I think that's the connection that we have and why we're able to be successful going across the different, you know, different types of positions in both accounting and finance. You know, we're we're working, um, we have a, a project that we have, it's called the MOVE project. Um, and we've done that for, I think, Probably, if I'm not mistaken, don't I hope I don't misquote this, but I think we've done that since around 2013. And it's an annual report that we put out that we work with. And we recognize like the best CPA firms for equity leadership and the best CPA firms for women. And we've actually talked about expanding that into the finance area. So we really try to, as an organization, look at those topics and, you know, how can we help women succeed in their career? And how can we help them get promoted and be successful? For example, when I started with the organization just five years ago, the number of women that held partnership or principal positions with their in their firm was only 24%. So of all the accounting and finance firms, there were only 24% of those positions were held by women. And today we're at 31%. So I think, you know, that's, very exciting to see that needle move and see some of that change happening. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, not just our organization, but other organizations and other groups, you know, that are starting to focus more on the diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I think that's where we come in, where we're trying to, you know, really build leadership skills, build, you know, growth skills, you know, how do you interview? How do what are what are the skills you need to be successful to reach those partner positions or principal positions as well? So that's I think what our organization is about and what we're trying to you know build upon just to help women become better leaders in their firms and their communities and even in their personal life. You if you're successful in your personal life as a leader, you know there's a good chance you're going to be successful in your business as well. 
You mentioned there are a number of organizations that serve women in these roles. How does AFWA think about its role in that ecosystem of organizations and associations? Are there partnerships that you have with other associations or how do you think about sort of the way you play in that in that ecosystem? Yeah, I think, you know, we're always, you know, trying to work with other organizations and working, you know, we even work like with different firms that focus on that area and like some of our partners, you know, for example, ADP is a big partner of ours and they've got a huge, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion department within their company that we actually, you know, kind of piggyback on with them. And, you know, they include us with different things that they do. And so we try to work with them. Um, so it's not just even other organizations, it's it's our partners, it's our companies. Um, you know, we really try to participate when we can in different events and activities where that is the central theme so that, you know, we can get the word out of who we are and draw people to us because that's really, I think, one of the important things that we really try to work on. Um, so I think it's it's... Like I said, it's it's a well-rounded goal, and like I said, not just other organizations, but we we participate, like you know, with IMA, with Beta Alpha Psi, um, NABA, and some other organizations that we really try to work with to try to, you know, work together on different things. So we're not always recreating the wheel. <laughs> I think that's one thing that we're always trying to focus on. Perfect. Now, if I think about change, I think associations like AFWA can play a role in supporting members through the change that members are experiencing out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's also space for organizations and associations, professional associations to, to try to lead some of that change. Where does AFWA sit in terms of what you consider to be your role in, in either driving or supporting change that women are seeing in the marketplace? Well, I think the biggest thing we do is we try to talk about it. And I think that's where we are really very good. We we try to promote a lot of, get a lot of information to our members so they they know what's out there. They know, you know, for example, in our MOVE project, we go over some of the statistics so they're aware of, you know, what do they need to do? You know, what? how can you be successful? You know, you've got to have the data and the information. And I think that's an area where, where we're expanding in and trying to grow in where we, we're providing more and more information and there again, through our partners, they're providing a lot of information, a lot of data to us that we're able then to put out to our members. So I think that's where it's been great to have some of those partners on board to be able to get that information out. And through our website at afwa.org, we really try to put a lot of information out there to help people with leadership skills, with you know job skills. You know, we we try to at our conferences, we do a young early career initiatives that we have going on to try to help younger people that are moving up within their careers. And so I think it's, I think as an organization, I think that's our role. I think we really, you know, have to try to help our members and, and not just young members, but it's, it's those that are transitioning, you know, somebody that's a mid career person that's transitioning from one position to a next, what do they need to do to do that? What tools are out there? For example, you know, we've got a job board that has a resume service on it, you know, where they can have the resume reviewed and, you know, that can be used at, at any age. And, and then taking it even one step further, you know, helping our members, those that want to transition to retirement, how can we help them do that? What's important for them and just trying to give them all the tools and, and resources that they need. 
to be able to do whatever they are, wherever they're at in their career stage. And that's sometimes a wide area to cover, but we, we do try to help at all different levels. Well, that's very exciting. Now, I know you mentioned AFWA.org, which is your website, but if listeners want to learn more about AFWA or find a chapter near them, how should they go about doing that? Well, thank you so much for asking. Um, Actually, they can go to AFWA.org. And if you're looking for a chapter in your area, right at the front on the front page there, there's a drop down that where they can click on chapters and they can find, you know, the chapter that's there closest to them. Um, We're also on all the social media platforms, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram under AFWA National. So they can usually search us that way. And, and uh, we try to get a lot of information out. we We've really increased our social media presence. So um, hopefully we would love to have you join. We actually have a membership uh, program, a membership drive going on right now for 2023 through August 1st. So we would love to have uh, everybody join. And if you're interested in joining, you can go to afwa.org slash join. And that'll give you all kinds of information about uh, chapter membership, uh, national membership, and the different products and so forth that we have available. Perfect. Well, we will be sure to include those links in the show notes, including a membership link so folks can go ahead and join. It really is, for any of those listening, this is an organization that, that I've been involved with. It's a great organization, lots of great support for women, not just in accounting, but also in, in FP&A and really across the spectrum of financial work. And so definitely encourage people to go and check out the organization and learn more. Thank you very much, Cindy. I know I've learned a lot. I think our listeners probably have as well. And so I want to to thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much for having us. We're delighted to be here.